Kia ora and welcome to this episode of The Stag Raw. I get to sit down with Dane Shelford now. I've known Dane for a long time back in the day when I was a young swimmer. Dane was one of those guys who was a little bit older and I always looked at with awe as uh, I didn't know how anybody could do butterfly and, and Dane smashed it and I went away to a junior swimming meet and I remember him doing pretty well and just being really inspired and of course later in life he went on to represent the mighty South and Stags in rugby so Dane's moved on from uh, his athletic days and is now running businesses he's one of those people that really personifies what the Stag Raw is about following his own journey living his best life and trying to put one foot in front of the other and look after his family and be a true, complete human, um, as well as sharing with others what can be possible. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's great to catch up with Dane, and I look forward to seeing what he has to offer. Cheers. Kia ora, everybody. I'm sitting here across the interwebs. We're both in Australia. This is good, but with a fellow Kiwi, and not just a fellow Kiwi, fellow Southlander, Dane Shelford, mate. What did you do on the weekend, brother? The weekend, oh shit! Uh, I, oh, actually, I bought a mountain bike recently, and I've got one of those toddler seats on it. So I've got a, I've got a son. He's nearly two. Oh, he's two in December. So um, I've been taking him all around, eh? Like biking around the uh, headland and along the beach. It's been awesome. So, uh, basically, just did that. Chilled out, swam in the pool. Um, yeah, it was nice and hot, so nothing too strenuous. Nice, and you released a quick wee video of your of your journey, which is quite a big one when you when you look at it on a map from Melbourne up to the Sunshine Coast. How how was the trip, and and is biking around the best way to explore a new place? Uh yeah, yeah. So I moved up to Sunshine Coast uh, from Melbourne. I was in Melbourne for three years. So yeah, thought decided to vlog the the trip up. Made sort of a, a journey of it. We took about five days and. Uh, covered a few sort of surfing spots and um, saw the east coast of Australia, which was which was pretty awesome. Like I was quite impressed with it actually. Like um, you know, we say how beautiful New Zealand is, and, and it is. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think yeah, I think some New Zealanders probably don't understand or don't realise just how beautiful Australia is as well. Um, but yeah, definitely getting around on a bike uh, is a good way to, to see the place. I've been trying to not use my GPS because. I think it's a good way to sort of learn my way around, but I've sort of definitely gotten lost a few times. <laughs> nice, but honestly, you can play with the cold. Um, as a man from from Bluff, what, what's going on, man? Have you been here too long? <laughs> the cold, yeah, I've definitely been here too long. I think it's um, it's been like thirty something degrees up here, and people have been complaining, and I've been finding it fine. I think it's my Nuan blood, eh? I think my Polynesian roots have sort of. <laughs> Custom, like I'm accustomed to, to being in the hot, humid conditions. Nice. Now, you mentioned three years in, in Melbourne. What, yeah. One, what, what promoted the move north and, and two, what did you get out of living in such a hub? You've, you've moved, you know, a week, a week too early, I reckon. Big, big, big week this week down there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done a few Melbourne Cups. I, um, actually, a few of us lads were on the front page for a you know, the drunken photos where it was an unfortunate photo. We weren't actually drunk or being larrikins. It was just someone had fallen over and the photographer was, was, yeah, basically took the, took the chance to take the photo and that sort of 
was a wee bit out of context. So I've sort of avoided that situation. Yeah. Um, but we, um, I sort of, yeah, moved up to Sunshine Coast for family life. Um, so I lived in Melbourne. I've um, got my own business. And uh, that sort of, it's a New Zealand-based business, but because um, we're doing most of our work out of Australia now, so um, that prompted me to move to Melbourne in the first place. Um, and then the move north. Uh, was for for family reasons and um, I can work from anywhere which is a good thing um, and it just yeah makes it a, a bit better when it's a, a more family friendly environment I don't know if people know where much about Melbourne but we lived on Chapel Street which is um, sort of party central slash yeah busy environment um, so having a having a, a toddler is probably not the best environment living living in that sort of area Nice. So before we get into your business and how you've got that set up to be working from anywhere, um, who's yep. Dane, Dane Shelford today for anybody out there that doesn't know you, mate? Oh, Dane Shelford today. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'll say entrepreneur. I, I know it's sort of a, sort of a common, common word these days, but yeah, basically I didn't go to university. Um, I sort of only went to high school for rugby. Um, I sort of plotted plotted my way through life, um, played professional rugby and then, yeah, I've sort of uh, just gone down this journey from when I was 21 and um, basically went down this entrepreneurial journey and sort of started and failed um, a lot of businesses and um, where I'm at today is um, basically I run a, a, an international business. Uh, we send equipment all around the world, um, and it's a multi-million dollar business, and I've grown it from working from anywhere, traveling the world, and with my family and things like that. So I guess me today is um, I'm a really big advocate on freedom, and uh, freedom for me is having the ability um, to sort of do what you want when you want. Obviously, within within reason, I can't go and buy a private jet, but... Um, but yeah, essentially, that's that's sort of my my philosophy and who I am today. Nice, mate. And <clears throat> I uh, bought into one of your early businesses and got some very quality compression gear. Um, <laughs> what what was what was the deal there, man? What what? How was that a itch a scratcher for you? Or was that just professional sport compression wear? Let's get into this. Yeah, it's funny you say that, and like. It was, yeah, one of the earlier businesses that I started with a good friend of mine. Um, and it was when compression clothing had just sort of started coming out. So Skins, 2XU, and, and those sort of guys were sort of fighting their feet and establishing themselves as, as market leaders. Um, and we sort of just wanted to have a bit of fun with it and create a New Zealand-based compression clothing company that sort of had a bit of a New Zealand flavour. Um, but looking back in hindsight, that was sort of before that whole yoga pants, active wear sort of revolution. Um, and, you know, had we sort of stuck at it or maybe had the foresight for that potential market, we could have maybe, I know, pivoted it and, and then I'd probably be retired living in, in the Bahamas or something like that now. But, um, yeah, it was it was an itch scratcher because we used the, the, the clothing for recovery with, with rugby um, and basically just wanted to, to create our own and um and people seemed to like it. No, it was it was awesome design and, and you touched on a bit of Polynesian flavour and and so mm. was was that a good way to sort of express yourself or, or, or get creative with things or 
Yeah, yeah, we were just trying to be a bit different and, um, you know, sort of, yeah, just have a bit of a New Zealand twist. We sort of, we, yeah, didn't think too sort of long and hard about it. We just thought it was cool and, and sort of slapped on some, some designs and they had a bit of a meaning behind them as well, but it um, definitely was a point of difference for us and sort of what got us got us noticed anyway. I see. And so did you identify something with that or, or just was a gut feel? Uh, gut feel, really. It was um, oh, creating the product and then creating sort of a minimal viable product and then testing it with the market, getting feedback and then sort of doubling down on what people liked pretty much, yeah. Cool. And so you mentioned that you didn't go to university in, at 21 yeah you decided to go headfirst into business. What was sort of the, the push or, or was it a pull? Or what, what, what was um, so I used to play professional rugby or semi-professional rugby for, for Southland. And, and I've, um, I will touch on a bit later, but I've played for a couple other teams. But um, it was, I just had a couple of really bad injuries. Um, I had a, a, probably should have ended my career because I, I, I was never the same after it. But, um, yeah, just had a, a big injury, and before that, I sort of just thought I was going to be an All Black, you know. And I, and I'd sort of that was my my whole life's dream, my whole life's progression. But it sort of wasn't until I had the in, that injury that I realised um, that you know it could all be taken away from me from an instant. I didn't really have anything to fall back on, um, and and being a professional rugby player, you sort of I mean, really, just a piece of meat, you know. You sort of potentially chasing contract to contract. Um, so yeah, that that was a, a big realization for me. And and to be honest, I sort of read, I started getting into that whole mindset of, you know, maybe I could be a business owner. I started reading, you know, a lot of lot of books around it, and things like that. It was actually Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, I don't know if you've read it. That um, just completely set a light bulb off in my in my head. Um, I um, before that I hadn't read a lot of books. I probably maybe read on one or two books end to end, um, if that. Um, and I remember this particular book reading it, um, you know, within a day, cover to cover, and then just having that realization of, yeah. oh shit, you know, I'm sort of, I I've got the potential to do this, and that's that's what sparked my my sort of entrepreneurial journey. Nice. And so, what what do you sort of I think looking back from your humble beginnings of Bluff and Southern Boys High School and, like I said, going, going to school to play rugby to now having to have your fingers in many pies across, you know, your, your brain across many areas. Um, yeah. What, what do you think's a big contrast and, and what's the sort of aspect of you as a young folk that shows up today, man? Um, yeah. I mean, my upbringing was not the norm. I talk about it a lot with my, with my partner now because like she's got such, you know, beautiful family. I'm not saying my family weren't, weren't amazing. They, they were, but we sort of, the, our upbringings were chalk and cheese and what I thought was normal when I was growing up to what, you know, to, to how her upbringing was, was, was completely different. So, you know, my upbringing was, was very humble, um, was very difficult at times. And I think, um, Having come from that um, to, to to where I am today, it's definitely contributed to to sort of my success today because I feel um, it's given me the ability to sort of persevere in difficult situations, not give up, 
um, have hope. Um, yeah, I guess it's cliche, you know, there's a lot of lot of people that come from, you know, hard upbringings, but uh, I, I, I definitely think for me that that's, that rings true. Um, it's just having that, that grit um, to, to persevere through, through difficult situations. Nice, and I, I might have um, had things wrong, but I, I vaguely remember going to Dunedin with you when I was a young folk. Well, I think I was about eight, and we were at New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand Juniors or something, and I was just wowed by this, this kid from Buff that was an awesome butterfly, and I always looked at butterfly like, how do you, <laughs> how do you even do that? And then, dang, this yeah. big, muscly kid. Um, <laughs> being like a, a sort of a physical specimen through school was... yeah. Uh, how did you sort of block out that ability that oh, I'm already there to just keep on keep on going, like you said with rugby and pushing on with rugby? Um, to be honest, I don't know if I ever really did. Eh, like I, yeah. I, I like I was always I always had natural ability, and I, I and I I feel like looking back in hindsight that I probably didn't give my sport like my everything mm-hmm. because I got because I got by physically like I was you know I was always stronger and faster than a lot of my peers when I was younger it, it caught up with me later on in life but um I I always just sort of cruised um through through sport and that and yeah I sort of I can only sort of be honest with myself and realize that now in hindsight mm-hmm. um if I was able to do it all again, I definitely had room for improvement in terms of effort when it, when it comes to training and, and sort of improving. And like you say, you, you can look back on that and, and say, honestly, well, maybe I could have done greater things. Does that push you through today to go, there's always more to be done? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a big believer in um, in progression. Like I just, I it's weird, like I get, I get anxiety if I'm not like if I'm if I'm just sort of doing nothing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like I, I, if you follow me on social media, you know we I do a lot of traveling with my family and, and you know we do a lot of exploring and things like that. But I still I yeah I have to be I have to be progressing, and I guess part of that um, that realization of not giving it my all when I was younger, I think that probably contributes a little bit to that. Um, but also, I don't know. I just have this this feeling inside of me that I just always want to want to do more, um, and it's sort of something that I can't shake. But it's a good thing because um, because I love what I do, and I lo- and I love sort of you know working hard and 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 progressing with with what I'm doing at the moment. Nice. Um, now, with with rugby, you said you thought that hey, I'm going to be an All Black. Yeah. Am I right in saying that you were in the New Zealand schools team? Is that is that correct? Uh, New Zealand under 19s, yeah, right. yeah, even larger. Yeah. And so, yeah, what what sort of things were instilled in that environment that you, that you sort of take through into the rest of your life? Um, I think with with that was um, it, it opened my eyes uh, from a cultural perspective because we, you know, we sort of playing with you know, coming from Southland, um, where you're quite isolated to now playing with guys from South Auckland and um, and then travelling to South Africa. We had the World Cup in South Africa um, and sort of doing all those things. So I think that um, that definitely helped. Um, but also being in the environment, like we, uh, one of the coaches that travelled with us was Steve Hansen. Um, and, you know, having 
just being around those guys, you know, he he was just yeah. Even back then, he was just an amazing sort of coach and and um, just really got the most out of everyone. And there's he was just as he is now, like no bullshit um, and just really direct and honest. And I think that's definitely um, little things that I've taken taken away from that experience is, um, is sometimes, you know, don't beat around the bush, just be straight up and, and, um, and honest. Um, but yeah, it sort of was a long time ago now. It's sort of hard to remember, but it definitely put me on the, on the right path. Um, I could have definitely gone the other way. Um, but sort of being in that environment and around successful people, um, definitely, definitely helped with me in my early years. Lovely, and uh, and you said you, you played for Southland for a good number of years, and then had to move on. What was it like coming back and having to face the maroon and gold? Yeah, yeah, playing for Southland was awesome. Um, and then I moved up to Hawks Bay and played for Hawks Bay, and then um, yeah, had to come back down and 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 play Southland at the mighty Roaring Pen. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was sort of mixed emotions because I played Southland my whole life, like I loved playing for Southland it was just it was just I sort of wasn't performing and it was time to move on and and also good chance to grow as a person so I went back down there and I remember getting Harold abuse from the sidelines which I was expecting anyway I don't blame people I would have done the same thing um but yeah that, that was interesting lovely and I know I don't know if it's just because you and I are talking but you managed to hold on to a healthy R there um <laughs> What, what what keeps you keeps you grounded and, and, and keeps keeps your foundation? You said you got a wee boy and, and, and your beautiful partner. Um, you've got some mates from Invercargill that were in Melbourne, Melbourne that you drove up with. Um, yeah. What what keeps Dane grounded and in on on the path? Um, I, to be honest with you, without sounding all fluffy, is is probably gratitude. Like um. I'm just extremely grateful for everything that I have. Um, I remember when I was a young boy growing up, you know, we were poor. So for me, I was always, always thought, you know, money was, you know, what I wanted to chase. Um, and it's sort of been a quick realisation that it's not, you know, money per se, but, um, yeah, I just, I've sort of lost my train of thought, but I was, um, it's, it's, Oh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> what keeps what you, was the question again? What keeps oh, you what keeps grounded? Me? Yeah, yeah, just just gratitude, gratitude for everything that I have, um, the health of my family, um, the health of me, um, and just just the little things that I have in my life. That's that's definitely the one thing that that keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. And so you said there that you've gone in search of more time and more more freedom, and yeah. and you said you're quite big on telling it like it is on social media. What are you hoping to sort of share with your audience? Um, I sort of try and inspire by action. Like I've, you know, I travel a lot um, with my family. We've got a young family uh, with my my, um, young boy and we've got one on the way. Um, You know, we sort of do a lot of traveling. Um, We went to Europe last year. Um, I just feel like... um, I just try and inspire by action because I feel, you know, with people um, sort of not being happy with where they're at in their lives, whether it's, um, you know, working a job that they hate um, and things like that, I 
just sort of try and I don't know inspire people to to see another way and maybe you know and help people sort of um, by sharing everything that I've sort of learned and everything that I know. Not that I know it all. I, I definitely don't claim to know it all. I'm still learning, but um, the things that have helped me sort of live that sort of life and have that sort of lifestyle. Um, that's yeah why I sort of share and, and do what I do. Nice, and you've just spoken two topics that um, are quite massive for me right now. One is being grateful for that position you're in, and, and you know, yeah. day to day life, especially when you when you just touched on there, where you, you're working for somebody else, you can get, get caught up in it. And then yeah. on a on a, another front, um, you said about, about, about gratitude and yeah. and just realizing that you're in an amazing place, and and that yeah. you've got it better than everybody else, and then 100%. and you also want to want to look at look at look at things up from the perspective that if I wasn't doing this, would I be jealous of somebody else doing that? And yeah, hundred percent. It touches on two things that hey, you need to be grateful for what you're doing, but also you've got to be um, driven to keep doing the things that you want to do and, and work work through through the hard stuff. And so you said about perseverance and hope. Um, yep. How does that sort of show up in a business front? Um, oh, because it's. Uh, when you, uh, I had a you know a normal paying job and I and I quit that job and basically was starting my businesses and was on the bones of my ass, um, you know like just worrying about whether I could afford to pay rent and things like that. Being in a situation where you know I, I sort of couldn't afford to do a lot of things um, and and just having the perseverance to, to sort of stay true to, to my vision and, and what I wanted, what I wanted in the long run. Um, that, you know, that, that history of, of having to persevere through tough times, I think that definitely helped. And also knowing that I could live on, uh, on the smell of an oily rag in, in a weird, in a weird way is quite comforting as well. It sort of makes you realise, you know, you don't need a lot of things to, to a make you happy, but to, to also survive. Um, sometimes we get a bit caught up in, in all these things, but um, that's yeah. Nice. And so, is is the vision for you to sort of have an all encompassing life where everything is, is is sort of one and has one flow, or or do you sort of bring balance to your life that you've got a work life and a family life and a and an interest life. Yeah. 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 Big one. Oh, just massive on work life balance. As much as I love hustling, like I, I could work non stop if, if I was allowed to. But um, yeah, I just uh, I just think having the, the freedom and sort of flexibility to, um, to do what I want when I want. Um, for me, that's, you know, um, spending time with my family, having the flexibility to spend time with my family, um, you know, like, if I don't want to work on Friday, then I, I then I won't work. You know, it's I've got that choice, um, and I can spend that time with my son, my family. Um, yeah, and that's for me. I that's part of the reason of sort of everything I do, and I've structured my businesses purposely for me able to, for me to be able to do that. Um, like in my business, you know, looking after my staff, my suppliers, um, and our clients is paramount. Don't get me wrong, but also. Um, sort of structuring the business in, in, in a way that I'm not confined to one location or also, you know, being a slave to my business as well, which is something I'm very mindful of. Mm. And so you said there that um, 
when when you got into the business thing, you you read a book front cover to cover, push tape all day. Is there any other sort of books that help help you to continue to learn, or is the business giving um, oh, you feedback? Man. Yeah, there's so many to name. Um, obviously, different books for different reasons, but. Uh, Another really good book was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. I was wondering. So that was the whole, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a huge paradigm shift from, you know, the hustle hard because that gave me the foresight to look deep into the future and be like, well, actually, what life do I want to live? And that's, that's you know, the question I ask myself um, when I'm starting a new business or if I'm, you know, if we're growing the business or creating a new service or, you know, releasing a new product is how this is going to affect me personally um and you know there's always instances in the early early um you know early on where you know you've got to put your head down bum up and, and do the work don't get me wrong but just having that knowing that you know in the long run i still were able to live my life the way i want to live so um tim ferris's book was was a big big help in um in sort of changing my mindset mm. and so do you have sort of a a template for what equals a yes or, or or things that you say no to? Is there any any sort of thing, tactics that you apply to say yes to moving forward on something or, or pivoting um, and, and expressing an interest uh, in something else? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't really have any like have any rules or guidelines per se. It's just more by gut feel for me. Like I'll assess the situation and I'll and I'll know, you know, pretty quickly whether whether I'll do it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big advocate. I don't like booking my calendar out too quick, too far in advance as well. So generally, I'll try and keep things within one or two weeks because I, I just, yeah, I just like having the the, the freedom. I, I don't like saying yes to something in months ahead, and then when it comes to it, you know, generally things have changed or my mindset's changed, and and I'm not, you know, not fully committed to it. So I try and avoid that situation. Nice. And so what sort of inspired you to get onto the whole social media thing? Obviously, the things like vlogging and, and, and you put a lot of work into your videos. Um, what was sort of the, the kick on for that? Was it a, a Gary Vee moment or, or is that just some synergy? Um, it, yeah, it was a bit of synergy because, yeah, I didn't really know who Gary Vee was until I sort of started doing it. But, um, yeah, it was... It was a little bit about me wanting to um, initially provide something that my my kids could watch in a weird way. Um, it started like around me just sort of brain dumping everything I knew, um, but then I was thinking, oh shit, people are going to think I'm a try hard Tony Robbins or yeah, like a Gary Vee or something. So then I sort of wanted to do it more around storytelling and around and and more documenting of me doing stuff, you know, like traveling with my family rather than saying it, I was like, oh, I'll just take the camera with me and do it and sort of share knowledge along the way. Um, but yeah, I sort of, um, yeah, that was, that was sort of part of the reason why I picked up the camera. Um, yeah, I sort of, yeah, I, I lost my parents at a, at a young, when they were young and I sort of, yeah, it's always in the back of my mind. So I sort of have, have this, sort of deep-seated, um, I don't know, I sort of don't know how to put it, but, yeah, I've got a desire to, to sort of put myself out there for, you know, hopefully help some, some people in the future, but also um, help my help my children uh, if, they, if they watch it when they're older as well. 
Nice, bro. And so, do you, do you do any sort of daily daily practice to keep you on guard, or or you've, you, when you wake up in the morning and your family's there, is that motivation enough? Yeah, it is. I mean, I've gone through the whole, you know, wake up uh, meditation, um, cold shower, like all that stuff, um, it, it, and that forms part of my day. Like, I'll, I'll generally get up at around five a.m. Um, uh, not for any particular reason. Main main reason is my son probably gets up around that time. Because mm-hmm. um, I run an international business, um, I get a lot of. I, I find it really hard for me to wake up in the morning, and I try and not look at any social media or emails and things like that. But because I run an international business, I know a lot of um, you know things happen while I'm sleeping. So I find it really hard to switch off. Um, in the morning because I know in the back of my mind, I've probably got a whole bunch of stuff that, that I need to attend to. Mm-hmm. So I've gone through a whole trial and error phase of, of, you know, trying to ignore those, um, you know, ignore those things. But now I'm at a stage where I, um, basically get up and I'll look at, um, my emails and I'll, I've got a process of either um, if I can do them straight away, then I'll, within like a minute or two, I'll, I'll do it. If it's a quick reply or, or anything like that. If I can't do it within a minute or two minutes um, and I can delegate it, I'll, I'll delegate it. I'll forward it on to someone else. Um, but if I can't do it one to two minutes and it's something that I have to do, I'll add it to a Trello, to my Trello board. Um, either for today or if it's non-urgent, I'll add it to a non-urgent Trello board. A uh, 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 column, sorry. So once, uh, once in the morning, once I've done that, then I know I can I can then relax. Um, and if I'm lucky, if my son's still asleep, then I'll um, do a bit of meditation. Um, so I'll sort of just practice mindfulness. Um, I've done it for years, uh, especially with rugby. That was a, a coping mechanism with a lot of stress. And um, so I'll, I'll do that. Um, but otherwise, I'll sort of spend time with my son, my, my partner, and um, and then sort of try and um, go to the gym, and then and then into my work day. Wicked. Uh, what? How do you sort of structure your business so it gives you the freedom to to focus on what you need to do as the leader? Um, good question. Uh, outsourcing and delegation is a massive one. Mm-hmm. Um, technology is is another big one. Um, you know, using technology so. To give you an example, um, for my business medical resale, we we take use medical equipment and, and from hospitals and clinics, and we send them all around the world. People think we send them to third world countries, but we, we, we actually don't. But um, basically, uh, I'm in Sunshine Coast. We've got staff in Melbourne, staff in the UK, and staff in the United States. So to bring us all together, we use technology, so centralised um, CRMs. Um, you know, we use Zoom for conferencing and things like that. So it's just utilizing technology to enable people to to work remotely and sort of structuring our whole process around technology. Um, but yeah, delegation and outsourcing of tasks as well, hiring smartly um, to to people with you know good initiatives, people that can um, you know don't sort of need their handheld and 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 sort of babysit. Um, for, for certain roles so that that's probably the, the the main ones that enable me to to create the structure to, to do that because 
I sort of, I'm a big advocate too, like in my social media, I talk about, like people talk about, um, you know, they think, oh, like, you know, a laptop um, entrepreneur, like, you know, like people think you have to be in internet marketing or something like that to have that life. But for me, that that can be achieved in any business, whether you're a tradesman, whether you're, um, you know, whether you run a retail store or anything like that you can still have a physical business, but you as a business owner can still enable or structure your business for you personally to not have to be at the forefront or, or at a physical location every day. Um, yeah. So what's the tool that you use to delegate a task to somebody and how do you know that they're not overwhelmed with tasks already? <clears throat> um, I, don't, I don't really have a tool per se. Like it's not, so much of yeah I don't really have a tool like allocating tasks it's more just uh, forwarding an email and saying oh hey can you take care of this and um, and things like that uh, if people are overstretched generally they'll we've got a, a, a pretty open environment mm-hmm. um, where, we, where we can discuss things um, we generally yeah but I suppose we use communication platforms like we use Slack I'm mm-hmm. um, in one of my other one of my other businesses. We use Slack to to talk to our whole team, um, and generally um, we also use Trello for project management. So you can sort of identify how much workload one particular person has got. That's in my other business, um, and yeah, no real specific sort of um, golden tool that I can share. Sorry, it's <laughs> already the two two common common tools that can be easily implemented, I'm sure. Um, so you said you were in Melbourne for three years and you're still New Zealand-based business. Um, what do you think it takes to, to get into the actual freedom freedom stage? And, and, I'm, sure, and I'm sure you probably never feel free. <clears throat> yeah, you know, you don't. It's, it's weird you say that. Just to, um, just to pivot a little bit, I went on an expedition with Logan Law. I saw that you yeah. saw that on Instagram. That was the first time I think in five or six years where I haven't had my phone or, or I haven't been able to be contacted. So I talk about freedom and things like that, but you know I still have to be um, you know in touch with the world or, or online at least. Um, but oh, sorry, what was your question? What What do you think it takes to get get to the, the stage that you're at now? Ah, uh, um, I think like in the early stages, it just like any business, you've got to, there's no, you know, it's not going to be all, um, you know, it's sunshine and rainbows from day one. It's, it's, you know, it's bloody hard work. And it's just um, building the foundations, having a solid um, business platform, having a, a solid business to then, or foundations to then enable you to start delegating and sort of taking a step back. But, I mean, I can only speak from experience because every every business is is different and then sort of different requirements, things like that. But for me, it was building the foundation of the business, ensuring that you know um, everything's solid from the ground up. Um, you know how we, um, you know, staff uh, the products and services that we're providing to our to our clients, um, and then um, obviously looking after the delivery of products and services for our clients and making sure that. You know, our clients are very well looked after because um, that for us was, you know, the most important thing. And once once we sort of had a solid sort of foundation for that, then we and then they enabled me to, you know, start hiring staff and 
sort of delegating a, a bit more and things like that. So it's been, it's certainly been a process. Um, so, I, I mean, I've started and, and I've failed. I've had more failures than I have successes in business, but I'm at a stage now where I've got um, my medical resale business, but I've also got a, a media sort of company helping small businesses as well. So that's uh, that being doing it with medical resale took a lot longer than doing it with my media company because I was able to apply a lot of what I learned with medical resale into into the media company. I mean, and you said you don't want to commit to too much too much down the track, but where do you think the vision for Dane's going to take you? Oh, yeah. Um, the vision is, uh, to be honest, I don't aspire to a lot of material things. Um, but one thing I do want to have is I want to have a house on the right on the beach. So from a materialistic perspective, that's something that I, that I want to have within sort of five to ten years. Um, and I'm confident I can do it within five years, but a bit of a personal goal goal of mine. But um, apart from that, I just, yeah, I just want to keep <clears throat> doing what I love, um, keep providing for my family. That's the most important thing. Um, and, yeah, just 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 keep adding to, to what I'm doing now. I don't, I sort of don't, you know, I don't sort of um, have too many other, major aspirations other than that because i think if i focus on doing that then everything else will sort of take care of itself build, build it on itself mate and so yeah exactly where, where do people find you dane you, you, your social media is pretty big on instagram and, and what else can people sort of look you up on yeah yeah oh i wouldn't say big mate <laughs> but um yeah uh, i probably my facebook page dane shelf with life of a entrepreneur i post probably most of my most of my stuff on there yeah um yeah, and I've got, I've just, I've been so flat out with client work that I've, um, I've, I've sort of neglected a bit of my own content, but I've got a whole bunch of content coming out um, that'll be coming out in the next few months and onwards. So, um, yeah, it's probably the best place to find me. Wicked, mate. And you've got a bit of growth here at the moment, and and you would in in Kadrona with a bunch of lads. Are you doing Movember, or is that just you need to shave again? <laughs> Oh mate, this is like years in the making, eh? I've sort of, um, yeah, I've I've not doing November this year. I, I probably should. I just left it a bit too late, just with a whole bunch of stuff going on. But um, yeah, I'll probably, I'll, I'll definitely be cheating if I shaved all that off because this is a few months in the making. <laughs> <laughs> and, and while we're on Logan Law and and being in the wilderness with a bunch of blokes, what was your biggest takeaway from that expedition, man? Um. My biggest takeaway um, would have been, uh, I don't know, it was it was bloody hard because um, we were walking, walked about 16 kilometres sort of in, you know, waist-deep snow in some parts. Um, I guess my biggest takeaway was just embracing being outside my comfort zone. Like, that was, you know walking around the mountains in snow you know i had to i had none of the gear i had to go to, to to one of the local stores here and buy all the equipment like a complete rookie and amateur um i had all you know brand new boots and everything so i definitely looked like a rookie but um yeah it was just biggest one was just embracing change embracing being um being outside my comfort zone which is something i always try to do i always feel if you if i can 
put myself outside my comfort zone from time to time. It can only be a good, can only be a good thing. Wicked. So what would you like to leave people with, Dane? Or do you have any questions that you'd like to ask the audience? Or do you sort of live by something? Um, I just live by just being yourself. Um, I probably, yeah, spent a lot of my early years trying to pretend I was someone I wasn't, trying to impress people, um, trying to impress other people. Um, whereas the yeah, I've never been any happier um, other than just being myself. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, I don't really care. <laughs> as long as I'm a good person, that's all that matters. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, I would look forward to following more of your content, mate. It's it's always good to watch. And, uh, awesome, man. Awesome to see someone from, uh, from Deep South doing great things. Cheers, bro. No worries, bro. Thanks. Cheers. Always a good message to leave. Be yourself. Quite simple. And uh, it's what you expect from a nice, humble bloke from Southland. Um, thanks so much to Dane. It was a pleasure to get an insight into how he thinks and how his day-to-day sort of develops. It's really cool that he's managed to establish himself to be able to work from wherever and also be there and spend lots of time with his family. And obviously that's something that Alex and I working towards trying to balance out this work and, and family life and you know be by, being by the beach is awesome and the last few days we've managed to really enjoy that as but it gets a little bit, bit bigger and a bit more confident in the water so hugely exciting things to come and, and the big move is starting to pay fruition so that's really awesome as I spoke about on the podcast back to in Movember so if you want to hear, head over to my most space it's Ryan Stagger Connor um, chuck a few dollars that way and support the guys at Movember um, stop young men dying early that's part of the reason why we do this podcast is to raise awareness for young blokes to open up and talk and have a chat and be in touch with their feelings and of course the podcast is brought to you by Waikito W-A-I-K-E-T-O on Facebook you'll find all the podcasts there as well as research into a low carbohydrate healthy fat ketogenic lifestyles paleo um things like mental health, mental wellness, just overall well-being, um, links to some of the photos from my Instagram, at Stagvision, and also if you'd like to get your hands on exogenous ketones in New Zealand, contact me through the Facebook page or that Instagram, at Stagvision. Links are in the show notes, of course. If you're in Australia, if you're in the US or Canada, if you're in Asia, head straight to waiket0.pruvit enow.com that's waikito.proveitnow.com and uh, get your hands on exogenous ketones and feel good thanks very much for listening to this episode and to all the episodes on the stag raw if you're on itunes leave us some feedback it really does help and have a great week cheers